The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. Hi, it's Matt Jolly from WarbirdRadio.com. Listen, I am thrilled to have Dave Homewood as part of our broadcast family and bring your stories, the stories of the RNZAF, heard right here on Wings Over New Zealand to our global audience. Thanks for listening and hope to hear from you sometime at WarbirdRadio.com. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Well, I'm sitting here with Dennis Pothan. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Dave. <laughs> you're uh, you're ex-safety and surface in the Royal New Zealand Air Force, just like I was, and um, I just wondered if I could have a chat about uh, your days in the Air Force. Okay, yeah. Well, let's go right back. Where, where were you born, and where did you grow up? I was born in Napier, um, and I grew up in Napier, and I joined the Air Force in February 1957. Okay. As, a, as an aircraft finisher. Okay, and did you have um, any sort of uh, particular interest in aviation as you were growing up? Oh yes, I built model aeroplanes and um, I started an apprenticeship as a car painter and halfway through it. Um, I, I loved aeroplanes so I managed to um, uh, join the Air Force as an aircraft finisher to complete my training. So just for the audience who don't know what aircraft finisher means, because that is an Air Force term, um, just explain what that actually means. It, uh, instead of painting cars, you paint aeroplanes. But, but of course, it's a bit different. You did fabric work too, yep. uh, covering of the uh, flying surfaces. And of and course, there was, there was things like sign writing in that as well, wasn't there? Yes, there was, yeah, there was sign writing. Yeah, we did sign writing. Um, and fabric repairs, yes. So where did you join up? I went to Hobsonville, which is the, um, which we were trained at, uh, yeah, that's where the, um, where we did our initial training. I went in as a, in those days, you, you regulars, if they came in, they went through the CM, compulsory military training thing. Um, um, and I did my, 14 weeks on CMT, but uh, my course didn't start for another two or three months after we finished the initial training. So I went down to the apron and um, did some work on Sunderlands and bits and pieces before our initial course. Okay, and was that um, work on Sunderlands with the uh, aircraft finishers or the safety and surface side of it? No, it was the aircraft finishers on, on the Sunderlands going out and doping bits and pieces on the water, um, fabric doping on the water, yeah. That would have been quite a uh, tricky job doing it on the water, would it? Yes, if the launch went past too fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, rock and roll, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but um, it was interesting. Yeah. Bet, yeah. As a kid, it was very interesting. <laughs> that would have been quite something to get up close to um, such a big aircraft in those days. For me, it was yes, yes. Uh, uh, playing with model aeroplanes and then um, never being on the water before, and then going out to a, a, a Sunderland, which was a huge aircraft in my mind. Uh, it was very enlightening, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so what was Hobsonville like at that stage? Was it quite a busy base? Yes, because it was um, number one training centre for airframes, engines, us, uh, safety equipment and aircraft finishing. I think uh, I think the um, armoury was there too, armoury train. I forget now, but there was a lot of trade training done there and there was the CMTs coming through yeah. so it was quite busy yes yeah. good base to be on yes I liked Hobsonville I don't like it now <laughs> no it has changed a bit hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> although I think the TTS hangar is still there I'm not yeah. too sure um, uh, at the moment it is anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> who can tell <laughs> <laughs> no I enjoy, I did um, three stints on Hobsonville, that was the Group D as it was in those days, then there was the Group B training and then the Group A, the, the master trade, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was 18 months total or a bit more, yeah. Oh, right, mm. okay. And uh, so once you had done that sort of waiting period working on the, the Sunderlands there, where did you go to? I went to a Harkia, you did a, a about a year roughly between courses and uh, they put you on job training. I went to a Harkia um, painting vampires in those days. It was mainly the vampires and the Devons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was before the Canberra's arrived, yes. Now, tell me about painting a vampire. Part of it's wooden and part of it's metal, so is there a big difference in, in the different surfaces on the vampire that when you come to the preparation and painting? Well, the fuselage was wood, which had to be covered in a material called medaplin, okay. and it was doped on. Um, that's all you had to do. Uh, of course, the rest is aluminium, and it was the old story of rubbing down and etch priming. In those days, we had an etch primer. You would remember the etch priming, wouldn't you? Etch primer? Vaguely. I didn't do a lot of aircraft oh, finishing, okay. so, yeah. because I, I started, my first um, trade course was uh, safety equipment. Oh, okay. And, and then yeah. I did some on-the-job training in um, in the paint shop, but then I decided to get out. So I never oh, did okay, the okay, finishes. yeah. Well, and then <laughs> it was just um, once your preparation and each priming of the aluminium surfaces, and and of course you'd re in some cases you recovered the wooden structure part of it. Uh, it was just straight on with a cellulose paint. That's okay. all. Yeah. yeah, and then the roundels and. Um, stencils and things here. Right. So what was the unit that you were on there with? Was that actually the um, the maintenance wing? Or? Uh, yeah, we were part of ASF, Aircraft Servicing Flight. Um, if I remember rightly, the vampires had the, the triangles, yellow and red, which would be 75 squadron. Uh, the yep. vampires were in those days, I think, yeah. Um, uh, 
the diamond. There was diamonds. Wasn't yeah, it? the two diamonds. Yeah, uh, was it red and then two yellow diamonds? Yeah. I think. I think it's the way. I forget now. No, I think, I think it was right the way. There. Yeah, yeah. It's a long time ago. And the, of course, the 14 squadron was the black and the one white diamond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we worked. Also, there there was the three Dakotas, the Queen's Dakota three five five one. We had the one TBF, Granum Avenger, which um, I was involved in initially putting the black and yellow diagonal stripes under the wings okay. and the fuses. I fell off that. Did you? Up on the wing, it's a long way off the ground. That sure. was a big aircraft <laughs> for a single engine thing, you know. We were uh, using, uh, well, I forget what we were, what was preps, uh, what you call preps all the day, degreasing it. And I got, and I had sand shoes on, I got a bit under the, and of course the whale went, <laughs> made a good slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll remember that, I'll never forget that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, I believe there was a rumour that they managed to get the whole football, 15 people inside that aircraft at one stage. There was a, some sort of a rumour about that. I've heard that rumour too. I've heard Have that you? Yeah, times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was there when they, um, uh, was it... Uh, the what was it? Uh, they were they did a reenactment of the hopper and the top dressing. Um, uh, they uh, the carpenters put a mock hopper back in it, and and it was all I was there when that was that. That must have been around late '57, early '58. Okay. Um, was that for an air show or something? That was uh, what did what did the um, film people National Film Unit. They did a, a, a thing, and a, they, um, they, they uh, of 19, was it 1947, I think, they s experimented with the TBF mm. top dressing. Yeah, yeah they had uh, three of them going. Was he? Yeah. I'm not too sure. The one that we had at Ahakia, they reenacted it and, and did a National Film Unit um, series uh, thing on it, you oh, know. I and you. I was there when they put the hopper in and they did all the filming sort of thing. Yeah. The other funny thing, in 1958, was it the 21st anniversary? Yes, would have been 58, yeah. Yeah, um, they bought that, the, there was a Zero, Japanese Zero, that they, uh, they bought back to New Zealand. I painted that for that 58, uh, that 21st anniversary with a, a, an English aircraft finisher that came out from England. It was, Charlie was his name, I can't think of his surname. Him and I actually painted it for the 25th before they put it up on the plinth. Right. I can remember doing the round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so what was, that, uh, was it in fairly bad condition when you got it? Oh yes, it was really rough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it had been in storage at Ardmore or something, hadn't it? Well, it had been somewhere. I don't know where it was. Yeah, um, it, yeah. But it was there. Charlie and I were given the job of, of painting it. Yeah, um, 
and it went up on a plinth, and then I think it was in Forehanger they had it, yeah. I've seen a photo, photograph of it there uh, yeah. with, with all the display around it and everything. Yeah, it looks really yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, that was something that was a bit unusual, yes. Yeah. What about the um, the Meteor? Was that still around when you were there? It was at Hobsonville, TTS. Yep. Yeah, it was in... I don't, that was the one at Wing Commander Mackay. Yeah. Uh, I stressed, overstressed, yeah. Uh, that was in... Yeah, that was in TTS in, in Hobsonville. I actually saw that as a kid fly over Napier. Oh, right. Um, and that was, I, I don't know what, that would have been, what, about 1946, 47? Yeah, 46, I think it was Yeah, yeah, I remember that flying. That was the first jet aircraft I'd ever seen, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, it was the first one in the country, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, so, how long were you uh, at that phase at Ahakia, um working on the on those aircraft? Was it probably a year in between courses? Was it? Or yeah, roughly a year, Dave. Um, it, it, I forget what month it was that I went on the Group B course, but it was in. It must have been in 1958. Because I, I did the Group B course, went back to Ahakia, and then I wasn't there very long and I was posted to Woodburn. Okay. And I went down to Woodburn and um, um, the beaver was there, the, the Antarctic beaver. Now, um, we did a little bit of fabric repair, Rich Gudgeon and myself did it, and it was painted orange and it went to. Um, the Antarctic. Right. I believe that aircraft crashed down there. Yes, yeah, it did. Um, I was involved in the Bristol freighter, the first major on the Bristol freighter, where we had to work in the hangar at night time when no one else was around. But mainly I was um, doing uh, baking enamel and wrinkle finishes. Um, in, in, it would be, and I was um, fully employed in there just doing uh, uh, either the baking and all the wrinkle finishes into the baking oven. Uh, that was mainly what I did there. Can you can you explain what those two processes are? Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you each prime an article and you either do um, the, paint them with the black enamel or you paint them with a wrinkle finish. They went into the oven, and I think it was around 150 degrees centigrade. They were in there for about 20 minutes, and of course, if it was wrinkled, it wrinkled up and came out. That was the stuff that was on the radio, the cabinets on the radios in the aircraft. Right, gotcha. It, it, that was all that wrinkle finish. The other thing was, um, the baking enamel was on, on either engine components, or various uh, components around the base, you know. So that's what uh, that was mainly what I did there. Okay. You know. yeah. um, so how how many people, how many um, of your trade were on the base at that stage? I mean, if you've got the the repair depot there, there would have been quite yeah. a few of you. Yeah. In in the paint shop alone, there was Reg, who was the corporal. Uh, Graham Weaver and myself, and I think 
there might have been someone else, but I don't think so. I think it was only the three of us. Oh, right. um, but in the fabric side, there was quite a few in the, uh, doing fabric work uh, in the other hangar. But in the aircraft finishing side, that was that was all. Because I wasn't at that stage, I wasn't interested in the fabric side of the uh, S and S part of it. I was just straight out aircraft finisher, right. you know. And then I got posted in 59, <laughs> I got posted to La Fala Bay, oh, yeah. Fiji, I went over in November 59, and I'll tell you a funny little story there, uh, you remember fire pickets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My birth date is the 23rd of December, and I arrived in November, and I was pretty sure the station warrant, I was thinking he was flight sergeant at that stage, must have had a wicked sense of humour, so on the 23rd of December I started fire packet for right over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so my 21st birthday <laughs> was no such thing. <laughs> I think it was a warped sense of humour. <laughs> let me guess, there were no fires either. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, we got served on Christmas Day and Christmas lunch by the air crew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was funny, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sure that was a, a wicked sense of humour. <laughs> Mind you, at least you got it out of the way early. Yes, 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 I hated fire picket. I, I was lucky that I didn't ever have to do that very often, but it was usually on exercises or something you'd get it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't do it on the on the bases no. like, like you guys did in those days. Yeah, no, well, of course, when you got posted to a, a station, or it's a base now, um, you can expect to be doing fire picket within a couple of months or so. <laughs> <laughs> All the new ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people always seem to forget that there's all these horrible little duties that the the junior ranks had to do that you couldn't get out of, and <laughs> you know, key orderly and tea orderly and all oh, these other yes, things. Yeah, 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 you were the, the, yeah, yeah, we were just the bum boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so you're back with um, Sunderland's there then? Yes, we're on Sunderland's for the 18 months, yes. Um, yeah, um, well, I was here during the riots. That was a funny, and there's another funny little thing for you. The Fijian riots. Uh, that was, must have been in, yeah, it have been in, no, it must have been 1960, beginning of 90, I'm not too sure. I was in the Airmen's Club, which is the usual place to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the warrant officer came in, and um, we were, uh, put on, we were issued with 10 rounds of ammunition and the rifle and we had to guard the ba the, the perimeter. Um, we were kicked, all our single guys were kicked out of our um, barracks and they brought in all the married quarters family, the w wives and children and they took over our, our barracks. Yeah. Um, we were given nowhere to sleep. Um, I tried to sleep on the pool ta billiard table, and never ever again. 
And um, the first night we were, what was his name, Danny Craven and myself were sent down to the back of the officer's mess and there was a roadway coming in from Suva and um, they had a Bren gun um, mounted on a Land Rover and it must have been around midnight or something, 11 o'clock at night and poor old Danny and I there with a rifle each and 10 rounds of ammunition and the Land Rover pulled up and the uh, flying officer or whatever said to you, you boys alright? We said yes. He said well keep on guard, there's 200 people marching towards the Thala Bay and they're coming up this road. <laughs> Danny and I looked at each other and said, well, we haven't got much over here, have we? <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> it never ever came up. But we volunteered for night duty because he had nowhere really to sleep. I did sleep in the officer's mess one night and the, the padre took pity on us and about three or four as he managed to, we slept on the floor in the officer's mess somewhere. Indian and Fijians all sort of up and up. Uh, they, were, they were after the Europeans. I think it was the English um, Europeans that they just... Uh, the Indians incited the Fijians, I think, was the main thing. I'm not too sure about this. You'd have to verify that. And I think it was... Uh, well, they were after the Europeans and we were all closed in and we... Someone was shot in the backside between, but I, it was nothing to do with the Air Force. We did hear the rifles going, going off this night, and it was between the top and bottom camp, there was two camps. We were living quarters up the top, the bottom was the, where the Sunderlands were in that. Um, someone was shot in the backside, of the Fijian, I believe, um, but it was nothing to do with the Air Force. Yeah. So just another political situation. Yes, we were, we the were there and got involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was, yeah. Okay. Um, tell me about the, the Sunderlands themselves. Um, you mentioned earlier to me that you got to ride in them, you got to fly in them quite a bit. Yeah, well, there was, yeah, they, there was a lot of search and rescue going on, you know, I mean, the Fijians or whatever to get lost and it was out in search and rescue. Um, some, sometimes it was just joy rides. Uh, we were, um, do a minor servicing. We used to do the minor servicing so in the hangar up there. Um, and you, uh, I think they, I'm not too sure about this, but I think all trades were representative in the, uh, the initial flight and things like that happened. But you, you got up in the Sunderland and it was good fun, yeah. Right. yeah. You could wander around, you went tied down you know, in seats. <laughs> Did you ever um, go on a search and rescue where you actually were on board when they found? No, uh, no, 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 not that lucky. No. <laughs> uh, and, um, did you ever sort of fly to other islands or and, and alight? Um, no, I didn't, but they do, yeah. They went to Tarawa and places like that, but yeah. and flew back to New Zealand. Um, uh, but
but no, I didn't. Um, I, I didn't do any. It was all local flights, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. So w when you were going, when you went up to Fiji and coming back, what, did you fly? What, what, was that with the Air Force or? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, an aircraft called the Handley Page Hastings, right. which was a horrible aircraft. <laughs> You face backwards, and I believe that you couldn't smoke in it or anything. And of course, everyone smoked in those days. And it took six hours to fly from Fanuapai to Fiji. And <laughs> <laughs> they weren't a nice aircraft. I didn't like them. Right. right. Typical pommy aircraft, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what are, what other sort of activity went on? around Fiji, were there other air forces coming through and was there anything else based there or was it just the Sunderlands? And just the Sunderlands that we, yeah, when I was there, yes. Yeah. Of course it closed down about three years after I left. Mm. Um, which I, I must admit it was the best posting I ever had was Lafala Bay, it was a real neat posting. So, yeah. I've heard that from everybody, they yeah. reckon it was such a fun place. Oh it was, very we social. were so relaxed and yeah. yeah, it was good, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I tried to sign on, I, I got married over there and it was an 18 month tour and, and the married people did two years and I wanted an extension of two years but they wouldn't allow it unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> so where did you come back to? Hakia? back to a hockey again. Then the Canberras were there. Okay. And this is when you joined 14 Squadron? No, I um no, I didn't join then. Um I got back when uh, I was married. Uh, I must have got back oh 1959-61 I would have got back. Yep. Yes. Um and I was at a Hakia. 63, I went on my master's course, safety equipment, up in Hobsonville. Yep. I had one, yeah, we had one child then. Um, and I did the six months up and then I came back to Ahaku again in 60, 64, beginning of 64. Um, so therefore, it must have been about a year later, I got promoted. And then not long after promotion, I ended up on 14 Squadron. Okay. So that would have been 60, roughly 65, okay. yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I, I, I couldn't, I don't know how long, I must have been a year, 18 months on 14 Squadron. And then I went back to the um, aircraft finishing section and that's when I ended up being full-time sort of sign writing that's all I did here until I got out in 69. Yeah. So did you not spend any time just in a um, safety equipment bay or in, in the... Oh, yeah, oh yes, oh sorry, yeah I'm, I'm getting mixed up aren't I? When I got back off my course which was 64 I ended up in the parachute section oh, yeah. That was about, while I was in the parachute section, that's right, yeah, oh no, I've forgotten a lot, haven't I? That's um, right. <laughs> uh, they, they then camouflaged, the, there was the Indonesian 
confrontation and they camouflaged the um, aircraft, the cameras. They went from silver to the camouflage and they, they bought aircraft finishes all over the country in and they did a, a three shift, 24 hour day, wow. um, painting the aircraft. Uh, the first one we did the wrong way round apparently. Um, <laughs> where the green should have been it was grey and where the grey should have been, so it had to be painted twice. <laughs> But I was in the parish, I didn't get involved in that changeover, thank goodness. It was a horrible period of time, you know, you were going like the clappers, changing them all. And then they went to Singapore, yep. um, and then it was a voluntary situation uh, uh, of, of going to Singapore with the, with the aircraft. They went over initially, I didn't go over straight away. Um, and my wife was dead keen on me volunteering for it, so I went. I volunteered, and I went over. Must have been. Now I've got it wrong, haven't I? I didn't go on. I wasn't. Um, in, I wasn't in charge of the Canberra's until later. Okay. Uh, that's all reversed. Um, I went to Singapore, and there was three of us again: corporal and two airmen on the squadron. Um, Gordon Lewis was the corporal and there was Eric Smith and myself I think were the two LACs um, and I did the six months in Canberra's uh, uh, that would have been around 1965 I think I'm not too sure you'd know better when the Indonesian confrontation yeah it was probably about then yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I went over there. When I came back, they came back, they must have come back not long after. I ended up then being uh, um, NCIC on 14 Squadron at Ahakia. Yeah, uh, then we went to um, Amberley, to Tyndall. Uh, on on exercises with the Australian Air Force yep. in those days. With yeah. the Canberras. With the Canberras, yes. Um, uh, we were based at Amberley, uh, Butterworth, Gonkeda. Uh, no, Gonkeda was. No, Butterworth, that, that's in Singapore, wasn't it? That's in Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia. We were at Butterworth in Malaysia and we went to Gonkeda. Have you heard of Gonkeda? No, I haven't. That was a. Japanese, it was forward post. It was a Japanese, ex-Japanese airstrip right on the border. Okay. And we were doing dorm patrols for, uh, it, there was rotation of squadrons going up and doing it. We were in tents, there was nothing. There were just yep. tents and, um, you know, um, uh, um, and that's, uh, that was on 14 Squadron in Malaysia we did that year in living in tents. Got woken up, we had Gurkhas, that was another funny thing I better tell you. Um, we were in tents, four men to a tent, and uh, we got woken up one morning, early hours of the morning with a torch shining around, and it was a Gurkha in our tent. And he, I said to him, what do you, he said, oh there's a tiger loosened amongst the tents and we're looking for it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wow. 
We didn't sleep much after that. <laughs> <laughs> but when we arrived there, the, um, the RAF regiment had put up all these tents when we first arrived there. And it was about 11 o'clock in the morning when we got there. Yep. And they said, you better dig a trench around your tent for, for the rain in the afternoon. Oh yeah, righto. And down it came. <laughs> <laughs> We dug a trench after that. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was interesting. We had to, well, you'd, we had to make up racks for the flying clothing. So we went into the, the jungle was right round us. And Eric, it was Eric, that's right. Eric Smith and I, I, I was lucky. I got away with it. And we were chopping down branches to, to make up racks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this um, um, scorpion thing got into him, you know, and, and, and all it was, we, we burnt it off in the end. That was the only way we could get it off. Wow. But uh, we were only in a tent with the flying clothing, and, and of course they came back soaking wet every time, and it was quite a job looking after their flight suits here. And they would take all that. Someone, I believe, someone tried it. I don't. It's only a hearsay, but they reckon they they um, broke an, uh, an egg on the main plane at ten o'clock and it fried it. That's how hot the aircraft was. Wow. You know. Wow. And in Singapore, when we were there, there, some of the air crew would know better than me. But if they didn't get airborne in an allotted time the the flight was aborted okay. because of the um, the heat in the aircraft because they were like glass houses yeah, yeah. yeah. we had big things over them when we were doing pre-flights and that yeah okay. yeah Amazing. Uh, just a question going back when you mentioned you were in the parachute bay for a while yeah um, the parachutes would have been for the ejection seats on Yeah, the, the B-33s. Do you remember them? Did you? No, you no, wouldn't have remembered no, them. No. No. They were horseshoe shaped. Oh, I've seen, I've seen one in a museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah the B-30s. Oh, they were a neat, a neat parachute. To pa I like packing them. People hated them. I, I they were, packing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were very awkward because of the horseshoe, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I enjoyed them. Um, yeah, we... Um, we did the usual, you'd know the servicing, uh, you'd swap them over, you'd hang them on a Friday and pack them on, start packing on a Monday, yeah. you know, the two months cycle on them, yeah. Because yeah. uh, what a lot of people don't realise is the, the emergency escape parachutes that pilots wear and aircrew wear in the Air Force, they, um, they'll be rotated in and out of the squadron so that they go back to the uh, us guys, the safety yeah, equipment guys, yeah, every two months. Every, yeah. yeah, and and um, they would, we, we would pop them and hang them up uh, to air them out, yeah, just yeah. to make sure there's no mildew or mould right, or anything yes. like that. Yeah, nothing going on. Then they'd be thoroughly checked and then they'd be repacked. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, there was a continuous cycle in the parachute bay. Yeah, there was one thing that came across. I think I, I don't know whether it was me or. I think Tom Pomery was with me in the in the parachute section. Um, if we considered considered an air, a, a, a parachute unserviceable, 
you couldn't be overridden. Oh. If you said it's unserviceable, there was a, a case in the parachute section I was there. I'm not, not going to say who it was or anything, yeah. but um, the packer said it was unserviceable. Uh, the corporal tried to talk him out of it. I'm not saying who it is, but uh, no, it was unserviceable and that was it. Okay. Yeah, I, I never heard that. In fact, yeah. I never saw an unserviceable parachute. Yeah, there from, was one. Apart from two that got used. Um, yeah. And they, once they were used, they couldn't yeah. be used again. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, no, it, it was, yeah, there was a case where uh, I, I think it was stitching in the harness, which okay. was broken. And he said, no, uh, um, I'm, not, I'm not signing at all. So would they be scrapped or would they be repaired? I'm not too sure what happened. Yeah. When I was in, I, I know that there was apparently a special lady at Woodburn that you'd send parachutes to, to do repairs and she had a special license for it, she was a civilian. Is that right? Mm. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though yeah. in our trade course they taught us how to repair That's parachutes, right. every yes. single yep. safety and service worker. We all had to do oh, that square yep. patch. Yeah. And it was the most precise sewing you ever did. That's right. It had we, was it eight stitches to the inch or yeah, something? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And we were never allowed to actually use that skill. No. <laughs> Which is crazy, but yeah. oh, it was just a, a really good um, yeah. I didn't test. know. I didn't know that there was a civilian in Woodburn doing them, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. that came after your time. Yeah, it might have been, yeah. So yeah. the parachute that you were packing, were they silk or were they... No, they were nylon. They were nylon. Oh, there was, um, in the, in the, um, um, what was it, the, the, the uh, the, the, or, yeah, we did have a couple of silk ones in the, um, what are they, oh, I can't think of what they're called, the cargo, we were just oh, yeah. dropping um, supplies. Yes, well, they're, we still had them when I was a... Yeah, 24-footers they yeah. were, and they the, were silk. And yeah. they were all stamped with 1942 on them, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, something yeah, like that. that. We were yeah. using the same parachutes. Yeah, when, yeah. For, for the, the things that they'd drop out of the Friendships and the Andovers That's and stuff right. like yeah, that. That's right, yeah, yeah, they were silk then, but all the man-carrying parachutes were nylon that, uh, when I was in, okay, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. It's a lovely material, isn't it, that nylon? Oh, it is. It yeah. is. And it's so durable. I mean, yeah. every one of them still look like they're brand new. They've been... Did, yeah, that that porosity test, did you remember that? Yeah. Oh, I, I vaguely remember it. It's a long time ago. Yeah. I saw that at Woodburn. That's the only time I ever saw it. They were using it at Woodburn. Yeah, porosity I, I never test, saw yeah. it actually used, but I remember being told about it. Yeah. I think in yeah. training or Yeah. So much air through the fabric, yeah. <laughs> No, it was um, the, the upholstery. I did. I did do a stint of upholstery. Yes. In, in uh, I think we all did that. When oh, you, that, yeah. the co I remember the the prone cushion in in the nose of the Canberra, where the navigator used to lie on yep. to to um, release the, the whatever they were uh, rockets or whatever and the bombs and that. And it was a a funny looking. It was all shapes. And they used to get wrecked with the the um, chest type hooks yes. that the navigator used to wear. He used to clip his parachute on yep, to get yep. out because he house. wasn't in an ejection seat. And they used to rip all the canvas of the. Oh, right. And we used to repeat. They were terrible things. I can imagine. Yeah, <laughs> I did a stint on that, and which um, I hated it at the time. 
But later on in life, in, in my own business, when I had my own sewing machine, when I did upholstery, and it, was, <laughs> it came in its own. <laughs> I, 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 um, I ran the fabric bay for about a year and a half at Wigram, and I loved it. I, I, every day was something different, because you're always using your brain, you're designing yeah, yeah, and all that. Yeah. But the thing I hated there was, there were two things I hated. Tent repairs, because they were so big and cumbersome. Yeah, well, they were, yeah. yeah and the, the other thing I hated was uh, we'd get orders... Because it was at Wigram and it was all the new pilots coming through, we get big orders for um, the pilots' map cases that they strapped to their. Oh boots. yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. have them? No, oh, I didn't. Right. I don't remember ever. I don't. I don't know whether we ever. I ever. I can't remember of all what we did, but uh, the big canvas, the big canvas machine with the walking foot was a rather lethal machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've yeah. still got a. Still got a singer sewing machine, a commercial singer sewing machine. I, when I closed the business down, I wasn't going to let that go. I took, kept it. I sold most of the equipment, but I, not that. I can totally <laughs> understand that because it's a it's a, such a great skill. Yes. I, I wish I had one now. Yeah, and I've I, got and, one. And I was yeah. talking to a, a friend of mine who was a sergeant SNS. Uh, only about a week ago, and he said, "I wish I had a sewing machine." And yeah, it's like, no, we all we all wish we had one. You're lucky you've still got one. Yeah, no, I, I, I when I was um, I know it's a bit sidetracked, but when we when we were in the restoration, I, I employed an, an upholsterer. Yes. Uh, um, to do that, and he had all the he bought all his own. Well, I didn't employ him. He was labour only, wasn't he, Jude? Yeah, he came in. We gave him area and built a table for him and he had his own machine that he was a retired upholsterer okay. he was a nice guy yep. and um he he got very sick and he ended up um, going down to blenheim yeah blenheim and he sold me all his upholstery equipment and i only paid a thousand dollars for the lot wow. <laughs> And included with the machine, the Singer machine, was only about four years old. Wow. Wasn't it, Judy? Yeah, it was only about... So it's only it's only possibly about 15 years old now. And they last forever, too. Oh, yeah. Some well, of the they ones go had, forever, some those singers. Some of the singers, ones we yeah. had in Wigram, I think they were wartime ones. Yeah. You know, and they're old black ones. Yeah, mine's yeah. the, mine's the um, Hammerite fawn one. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's about 15 years old now, but I still use it. Yep. I've still got a lot of upholstery material at home, and you know. <laughs> well, we had um, we had some faff ones as well. Yeah, P the faff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were good machines, though. They were. They were. Yeah. And they were, they were basically was it Japanese? I think. Um, I think they were. No, they're German. German. Right. Yeah, Judy. Yeah. I bought Judy one, didn't you, Jude? You've still got a faff, haven't you? Eh? Oh, Husfana. Sorry. Yeah. No, we. I remember the paths. Oh no, it was Mum that had the path, okay. and she's got. I got her a husbanda with the, with the, um, foot on it. The the uh, what is it? You know, I can't. Eh? Slow speed on it. Oh, yeah, it's got a slow speed on it. She loves that. <laughs> <laughs> she can't ha handle my singer. It goes too fast. <laughs> my singer's got a walking foot. The one I've got has got a walking foot. Oh, okay, okay. So it's not that old, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. mm. yeah um, now, did the, did you have uh, inflatable life vests and stuff like that to deal with as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember all that with the 100 gram, uh, I think it was a 100 gram 
CO2 cylinder on them, yeah, 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 no, we did all that, that was in the dinghy bay, yeah, I did do it in the dinghy bay, there was um, um, a little story there, um, I think it was 04 that went in it in Singapore, the Canberra, um, there's only two things came, they were on a rocket run, and only two things came to the surface was the, the pilot's dinghy which was inflated to the surface and the main undercarriage wheel. I actually packed that, I was the last one to pack that dinghy oh, wow. and there was a bit of an, there was an inquiry and it was mentioned and my argument was well uh, it worked correctly. Yeah. It yeah. did what it did because they were, he, because the pilot sat on it yeah. in the ejection seat you know and, but you go into you go into the water at what four five hundred knots and it actually inflated and came to the surface it tore one of the undercarriage legs out that's and that came to the surface that's all they found wow. you know and it's, wow. yeah but no it was that only claim to fame is a, a dinghy that i packed worked <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, now tell me about that. Lyndon B. Johnson came over. He took over from Kennedy, yep. and that the 707 landed at Harkia. Um, well, he was. He requested the Kiwi to be put on his, on his on the 707 Air Force One. Yep. And I was sent down to put the Kiwi on the on, on the 707, and I went. They took me on. There was two armed guards there, and when I finished, they said, "Do you want to look inside, Kiwi?" Right. <laughs> so I went and had a look inside. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So the president actually requested that. Apparently so. Yeah. That's interesting because yeah. normally it wasn't a request. No, <laughs> it just was done. And it was on on the left hand up in the. Forward part on the on the port side of the 707. Yeah. That on the door that opened, I think it went. The crew went up that door too. It was on. I had to put it on the inside of that door. Okay. I'm curious to know whether that's that aircraft. Well, they had two. Whether that one or the other one is in in the museum in America. Whether that Kiwi is still on it, I don't know. You know. I remember in, in Singapore, one, the victors were nuclear armed up over there, and one came in on one engine, three engines cut out. Wow! Ow. And um, it was, it was, I I walked past it on numerous occasions while it was there. Um, it, they had an armed guard on it, of course, and um, I, it wasn't us. It wasn't us, Eric or Gordon and myself. But someone put a kiwi on it, a oh. day glow kiwi, and they were all court martialed. The oh, oh yeah, the pomps took a very bad different view of that, and they were they were the guard was court martialed that night. But wow. how they got the kiwi on, I don't know. But I don't know. We don't know who did it. The same as that Solent. It, it's in the um, Motat now. Yeah. Um, it was teal then those days. Tasman Empire Airways. Some of it. And it was it was anchored at with our Sunderlands, and, and the last day, it was due to fly back on its final flight, yeah. the final flight at all, and someone, we got accused of it. Someone 
went out and I think it was air crew again and they got out to the aircraft and they put S in front of the teal, steel, and put around the <laughs> And I saw it up on the hard at Manukau there, oh, year, two years later, and it still had all that on it. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if there's any photos of that. Yeah, well, oh, there will be somewhere, yeah. yeah. And it, it did the beat up over over um, Lafala Bay when its final flight, and you could see it plainly. This bigger and steel. Haven't you heard about that one? No, I hadn't heard. Oh yeah, that that must have been 1961 when it yeah. did its. It finally flew back to New Zealand, and that was it. You know. That's, and that's Solent's in Motat now. Right. You know, right. it's the same one, you know. Well, <laughs> what, what about um, other other aircraft that came through Ohaki? Um, did you do any zaps on, on those? No, I didn't. No, no, we, no. That was the only one I... I was. It was a request, otherwise I wouldn't mm. be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, I was told to go out and the, the guards will tell me where they want it. And I went out, I had a... a you know, the groceries bike, you know, with yeah, the bus yeah. on the front and I went <laughs> the down there. Bike. Yeah. <laughs> I rode down them down there and I, and it was a seven oh seven and it was the it was Air Force One. It's yeah. in the same colours, you know, that yeah. uh, you see them now, yeah. the seven four seven. Um and it was in the it was in the front door and it was it had to be on the inside. It wasn't on the outside, it was on the inside. I put the key and they stood by me, they all armed to the teeth. Yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> while I did it, right. and I did it, and then they said, do you want to have a look inside? And I did, yeah. So what was it like inside? Well, the big thing I remember is going past, I didn't go down to the living quarters, yeah. but each table had three phones on it, and that's what I remember. There were three coloured phones on it. The red phone was a direct line to the White House. Wow. You know, I mean, that's what I mainly remember of it, you know. Yeah. It's the, these three phones on every table were the three phones, three coloured phones. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mainly remember for the weirdest thing, but it just got me. All these phones! <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, the strike wing crest. Yeah, I think I mentioned that to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah but not I, on here. So I, I yeah, well, I was requested to to um, make the original strike wing crest. It was, I think it was 485 Squadron who um, bequeathed it or something. Right. To uh, and and they were decided to to. Uh, uh, You've probably heard of the Vambo Wilson Winneray's brother. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I I made the crest, and it had to fly. They had to fly it. That was sort of tradition. It, it went in the lead aircraft. Oh, okay. the, the crest that I made it was made out of wood, and um, I was I was on the parade that it all done, and they had these air crew or the people from the Second World War that were there. Um, to see it all happen, and the four aircraft, the four vampires went up, do a fly past with the um, with the crest in it, and uh, Winneray was the fourth one, yep. Talene Charlie, and I was in the band, and that's why I was on that parade. But um, and we saw him; he got caught in the slipstream, 
and he corrected and got back in and they you know, they thought well well I, I thought well you would think he'd pull out and, and but he didn't he went back in and he got caught a second time and that was it he went straight in yeah, yeah. it was all in front of everyone on that uh, particular fly pass and that was Wilson Winnery's brother yeah. you, you you must know about that I have, I've read about it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well that was yeah, that was on that parade, yeah, when that happened to yeah, yeah. I think Trevor Bland was in that formation. That's right, yeah. Yeah. he was a hard case, Trevor Bland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. You must have interviewed him. I have, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I, the last time I saw him, I met him up at, on Arahi Airport, and he came up for a fly past. He was flying the Spitfire, he brought it up. Was it? No, it was the Mustang. Mustang, yeah. Mustang, yes. He came up in the Mustang and we had a bit of a chat, yeah. yeah. Cause he remembers me in the flying clothing side of it with the cameras in Singapore, right, you know. Right, right. And I serviced his flying suit, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He was a nice guy. Yeah. He was a bloody good pilot. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, um, how long, cause you, you said you you became the uh, sign writer on the base. How long were you doing that before you got out? Must have been a couple of years. Yeah, okay. um, I went on to fortnightly so after my twelve years. And um, you've heard of that, haven't you? No, no. Yeah, I was dithering to sign on for the uh, final eight years. Oh. I had done. Yeah, you know, and. You could go on to a fortnightly thing where either one could terminate it in a fortnight, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you must have heard. Haven't you heard of that? No, I heard well, it's... <coughs> unfortunately, I... My wife at that stage had um, um, was working for the Manitou County Council in Sanson, in the office. And I was busy panelling painting uh, after work. I, um, it was always doing that, and you know, and they we were in married quarters and bulls, and they offered to they want they had a house in Sanson with a double garage on it, but it didn't have a uh, had a single floor, and they said to me, um, would I do their panel and painting, and that, that I could if if we moved in. You know, they had this house for us, yeah. and they would um, put power on into the shed and concrete the floor, and I could um, do their work. And that's what happened. We moved out of Mary Quarters, and we moved into this house in Sanson, yeah. and I just got snowed under with work. Wow. They gave me miles and miles of work, and then the angry Judah and I decided I'd pack it in and that's uh, I wanted my own business anyway so I did I do regret it now um, <clears throat> if I'd have done another eight years I would have ended up with a pension <laughs> more of a pension yeah. than I got now yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, the reason that we're sitting here um, in the under the beautiful blue sky of Cambridge is because you're on your way home from the safety and surface reunion yeah. that just happened. Um, tell me about the reunion. Oh, it was interesting. I was um, 
I was one of the oldest there, um, but it, I wanted to see the new premises at Ahakia. Um, uh, Judy and I stayed at the RSA with our motorhome. Um, I was uh, able to put my paintings up in the sergeant's mess, uh, the six paintings, yep. uh, which was interesting. And uh, I, I didn't know many of them because I'm too old, really. Um, I was the, the general consensus was I was probably the oldest okay. here. Um, and it was, yeah, I, I was very impressed that we had n nothing compared to what they've got today in the way of the, the hangar, the uh, paint, the spray booth and everything, you know, I mean, we started off in 57 with no, no extractor fans, no nothing, yeah. you know, um, and it was, they're really up to date now, you know, it's quite amazing. And oh, I thoroughly enjoyed the day, yeah. Excellent. Mm. Um, I guess, the, as you say, a lot's changed, but I guess the paint itself has probably changed too. Oh, yes, they're using the right paint, PPG. <laughs> <laughs> PPG were very good to me when I was in business. <laughs> Weren't they, Judy? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I... I with PB, it was BALM when I started my apprenticeship in '54, and it, then ICI took over BALM, and then PPG took over ICI. Uh, but they were very good to me. They presented me with a lovely uh, engraved plaque when I retired, which was quite amazing. So, so did 3M actually. They were very good to me too, and these were international companies yeah. uh, and looking at a little guy like myself and they were very good yeah I, I could say a lot more about PPG but uh, not only on the air yeah, yeah well that's that's good and they yeah. were excellent yeah and uh, as you alluded to you continued on with uh, um, the spray painting and yeah beating um, all the way through till two years ago yep that's right yeah I started my own business in Wangarei. Um I had one huge customer for 32 years and they looked after me and I did all their uh, light engineering, panel beating, painting, upholstery and valets um, from Ariwa to Kaitaia wow. and it was a huge, well I could, I don't know whether I could say it, yeah. downers. Okay, yeah. And it's big. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and we, we had them as a customer for 32 years. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah. And you painted some aeroplanes? Yes, and I painted some aeroplanes out at Donovan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was a silly old bugger. <laughs> <laughs> so you kept in touch with aviation a little bit? Then? Well, yes, yes. I, um, my best man for our wedding was uh, uh, a pilot for Eagle Air. Oh, right. Yeah, um, he was my best. We're still mates. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, well, after I got out of the Air Force at one stage, I started working for Air Engine Services. Oh, yeah. Well, and they bought, yeah, in Hamilton. Yeah, yeah well, they bought, well, I was living in Cambridge yeah. Yeah, before I started the business here in Cambridge, and I, 
I actually painted those first four CT um, four air trainers for the Air Force. Okay. And Graham Choate, do you you remember Graham Choate? The name rings a bell. I think. Yeah, he was here, yeah. he was a sergeant, and he came up to assist me on the Air Force side of it. And the first four, you must have been in the Air Force when they arrived, those first. Oh, no, that was way before my time. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they, then they, they had an upgraded air trainer, but those ones were the... So um, this is the Air Tourers that you The Air Tourers, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, the Air Tourers, yep. yeah. And the first four I actually painted in the Air Force colours. It was oh, quite right. unique well, you know, being a civilian. <laughs> do you know what's really funny is I'm the person who demilitarized them I took their roundels and their and their oh did you <laughs> I got their job even though I wasn't uh, oh you're a terrible person <laughs> <laughs> you're wrecking my <laughs> well, no, I'll, tell, I'll tell you what's really funny is a week later at least two of them had them put back on by the new owners <laughs> oh, <is that laughs> where are they now are they uh, actually three of them are still flying in New Zealand I think one's an Aussie so oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah there's a one uh, just down the road at Kiki, I think. Is oh, the, okay. The yeah. yeah. And there's one up um, Fenopai, I think, at the, with the Aero Club there. Yeah. I think it's still there. So. Yeah. Well, may, it actually, that one might have moved on, but there's still three in New Zealand. So, But isn't that funny? You were yeah, the first yeah, person yeah. to, to paint put them the markings and you took them off. when he took the markings <laughs> off them. <laughs> yes, it was a funny world, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And that was that was 1993, I think. I, did, I took them off. Yeah. Well, that would have been 1971 or 72, 71 or 72 that I actually that I actually did them. Yeah. I painted them initially and put the rounders on. I had the ZNZAP from uh, from because the Air Force decided how they'd do it, yeah. and I did to what they wanted. You know. Yeah. I think there were 60, 61 or 62 was the number yes, on the side. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I can't remember the prefix number though. What 17, was it? NZ Jude, about six or eight months ago, or more, a year ago. Yeah, and I, 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 we stopped in Cambridge, and I showed her where roughly I thought I was um, had a paint shop. Right, yeah. Right. And that was in Empire Street. Yeah, it was Empire Street. Yeah, yeah. Changed yeah. a bit now, I bet. Yeah, it's in the in that little back. There was a big yard at the back of the main. In the front was the um, um, what's the name? Uh, and she was 
uh, what do they call themselves? Um, I said it earlier on. Where you get your wills done. Oh, your public trust. Public trust. Yeah, well, the first one of the girls working in there was a, 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 a beauty queen. She won the beauty contest oh, in right. New Zealand. Okay. One of the early, and that would have been in the 60s. Okay. She won, and she was working in the, in the public trust. We were behind. I was behind there. Yeah, I know that little that little yard. You go down yeah, that, that yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to. I was on my own, yeah. and I used to prepare a vehicle for painting, and then uh, like sort of today, and then to go home, and then I'd go back to work at four in the morning and paint it, because you couldn't paint it with people coming in. And I used to go in the early hours of the morning. And actually paint it and then go home and have breakfast right. and then come back to work. <laughs> the olden days. <laughs> yeah, people would be disgusted to know that today. <laughs> yeah, you, when you were in business, you had to do some very, very long hours yeah, to, to have, build it up, you know. But just one last thing um, I'll ask you about. You did very briefly mention your paintings. Tell me about your artworks, your aviation art. I, I, I well, I, I, I'm self-taught. I've done. I just enjoy painting aircraft. But the trouble is, they're all. Everyone's too young now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know these old aircraft that I paint, you know. Um, well, I think I think most aviation enthusiasts will recognise these ones. I mean, there's the, you've got a couple of paintings of Sunderlands, and yeah, you've got a couple of mosquitoes there, yeah, which, yeah. which um, you know, everybody knows the mosquito these days, thanks to well, uh, yes, thanks yes, to yeah, and, and, and there was, I've got various other ones at home, like the, a lot of the, the paintings are being commission only, like the yeah. Bristol freighter that I didn't bring with me was someone who worked on him in the Air Force at Vanuapai and he requested, well, I think it was his son that requested it, requested a, a painting and I said, well, you'll have to give me a photograph of it, yeah. of the freighter, which they did do. And I said, what do you want as a background scene? And they said, well, uh, Auckland. So I actually did the painting of the freighter flying over the Auckland Harbour Bridge before the clip-ons, which oh, was in yeah. the same era, yeah. um, that's actually been on. I think that's been on Facebook. That particular, and he he got the photograph. Uh, he got the painting. Oh, a pr he didn't. They didn't want the painting. They wanted a print of it. Yeah. So I did a print of it, and uh, um, it was presented at the last reunion to him. He's since passed on, and. Uh, um, Apparently it's in the in the um, oh that's something you'll be interested in, yeah, in the uh, in the son's study you know yep. you interviewed Ted Edwards didn't you I did yeah well Ted Edwards and I were very close friends oh right um, he he want I've got that here. I'll show that to you sure he wanted a um, a painting of these aircraft during the Second World War yep. that he flew and he wanted a background of Mount Etna. Oh yes, yeah. Now he flew uh, Boston's... A Bos it was a Boston. Oh yeah. Have I bought it? And he... Uh, the, have you seen his book? 
Yes, yeah, really good. There's the freighter. Oh, yep, yep, very cool. That's the one of the freighter. Oh, these are one of my favourite ones. Um, he was a lovely guy, Ted. Yeah, yeah, really neat guy. Yeah. He knew his stuff too. Hey? He knew his stuff. Oh, yes, yes. There it oh, is. There it is. Wow. There's my painting of it. Brilliant. That's now that they, the family, he didn't quite finish that book. He, 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 he did two books, one of Aircrew Northland, which you would have seen. Yeah. Have you seen his other book? I have, I have seen yeah. it. Like his own well, personal story. Yeah. yeah, well if you look at that inside the cover, they used, uh, they asked permission to use this as a, on the cover. Oh, right. And that's, that's the painting of it. Oh, right, okay. Brilliant. And there's a Cambodia. Um, so I do all sorts, so, um, oh, there's another story. This is another request. Yep. He gave me a photograph, a civilized version of the Devon. Two of them came to Wangarei. They were bought by a big company in Wangarei. And this guy, who was my best man, he used to fly this aircraft. And he gave me this old photograph of, of this scene. Yep. But the aircraft was in civilian colors. Oh, yeah. And he said to me, could I put it into Air Force colours okay. and that's the results of it as you can see Marsden Point's yeah. very small yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened there yeah. Oh, right. Brilliant. yeah that's another weird thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know that's what they call artist license isn't it yes <laughs> there's, there's a there's a oh, yes, yep. you've seen that probably yep. yeah yeah, and that you've seen that one too, probably. Yeah, it's a classic shot, isn't it? Yeah. So there, there's, uh, that gives you some idea. There's the freighter. Yeah. Hmm, very cool. Yeah, if that's any help to you. So, um, if anybody's interested in your art, is there um, somewhere that you can recommend them to have a look online? Yes, um, I'll give you a website. Yep. Um, I have a website. So they just go to uh, carmopanelpaint.co.nz? Yeah, yeah. And you'll see um, um, there'll be uh, art, isn't it, on the top, too? Something. Eh? Plain painting. Yeah, it was paintings on the top or art on the top or something, yeah. I'll, I'll link it into this when, yeah. when this goes online. I'll yeah. link it into the page as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, um, we sell prints or all the original. A lot of them are commissions, yep. you know, yep. and they have the option of buying the the original or buying a print. Yep. Um, well, thanks very much, Dennis. It's been a pleasure to hear all your stories. Actually, it's been really, really interesting. Uh, you're having me on or not? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not at all. <laughs> no, it's amazing actually how um, your time, you know, sort of 25, 30 years before my time, and it was so similar. It, you know the trade hasn't changed that much even though maybe their equipment and their and their yeah. uh, their new premises have changed in that but they're probably pretty much doing the same thing that we were okay then Dave thank you very much
nice meeting you. Yeah, nice meeting you too. <laughs> That's been good. I'll give you a bit of cheek on the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood.